This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. It is Vegas week, back-to-back home games for the Saints off of the I guess they, they always call it a mini-buy whenever you kind of have that Thursday night game. Uh, Coach Allen talked about it yesterday. Just a chance for players, coaches, administration to kind of get away from the building a little bit and, and, and kind of hit the reset button. If, do you, first off, did you do that? Um, well, I, I think everybody did that, um, including me. And early, it's just, you know, you get to be home for a weekend, which is kind of nice. Uh, uh, you know, do something with your kids, your wife, and, and uh, you know, spend Sunday watching a few games and, and getting a perspective. And, um, you know, so it, it, it is, look, as difficult as it is to play on the Thursday, particularly difficult for our coaches and players, um, you appreciate that that weekend off um, after the game, and so everybody came back yesterday to the facility. But is it from that point on? Is it kind of a normal week, or what, what is today uh, for the players, which would normally be a day yeah. off? Yeah, today's day, players' day off. It's it's uh, yesterday and today are game plan days, and obviously we were able to get a couple things done prior to that. But but uh, um, it's more of a normal week. Um, beginning with yesterday. So normal is how I would not describe in any capacity what this first seven weeks has been for the NFL as a whole. And you've watched this game a lot, you know, as more closely certainly than I have. And it just feels like it, it's it's like the teams that, that used to be good aren't suddenly good anymore, which doesn't make sense. And the teams that used to be horrifically terrible over decades are suddenly good it is the most uh it's interesting uh, but it is it, watching games and seeing scores and seeing teams go on the road who you didn't think might not have a chance in recent years and win i mean it is just right now i think it's i think there's 24 teams that are four and three or worse i'm just saying forget everything else it just feels a little bizarre to me yeah look it's uh, um it it has been a little different. I think there's some teams that haven't met uh, expectations. Um, and look, there's always one or two teams that that don't meet expectations, and there's always one or two that far exceed expectations. And yet, it feels like that those numbers are, you know, maybe six or seven on on each end of that. Uh, um, the way it feels, and and you know, uh, divisions that you thought were going to be real good 
aren't and a, a couple that you didn't think were going to be good are real good. So um, it does feel a little different than, than most years. And, and look, that's, that's a, a product of a, you know, a really good job by some, some uh, you know, new head coaches and new groups, uh, accumulation of talent. Uh, some bad breaks, you know, for some teams. And it's just, uh, you know, it's the NFL. How much does it help kind of the mojo, just the psyche of your team walking back into that building yesterday after a tough loss on Thursday, but being two and five and nothing feels like it has gone really bounced your way. And, And you look at the NFC South as Tampa three and four, Atlanta three and four, Carolina two and five and yourself two and five. I mean, that's got to be almost a a weird two and five lift to, to still be not just close, but clearly a game out in the thick of things. Well, I listen, nothing about two and five feels good. No, I know. Um, I know. That's for sure. <laughs> and and I, I know you're not insinuating that either, but what you are making uh, reference to, and it's true, is that, look, Typically, at two and five, you don't have your destiny in your own hands, <laughs> and <laughs> yet it true. feels like we still do. Um, but we've we've got to, you know, focus on ourselves. And and you know, the the interesting thing here, I think, if you watched, you know, all the, all of our games cumulatively, you would say, I would say anyway, man, there's a good team in there. Um, and yet, each it feels like each week we've done some things that keep us from winning or we've had some things happen that keep us from winning. And so, um, look, I, I think there's, I, I believe with all my heart that there's there's uh, better performances to come and better results to come is really what, uh, um, what we're looking for. And it felt like the message uh, from Dennis yesterday and, and, and maybe beyond, now we, we, we can always look uh, big picture. Hey, you got Vegas this week, Baltimore next week, both at home, three of your next four still at home. But it felt like the more the conversation drifted that way, the more it's about one game, win yeah. one game. Yeah, that's all we can we can um, afford to do is just look at this week's opponent. And then um, when this week is done, we'll look at the following week's opponent and and look, all these teams are good and capable of winning. There, there's no, um, there's no easy marks on any schedule. Um, and and look, you look no further than this weekend, right? Because uh, you know, after Carolina uh, uh, traded Christian McCaffrey, you would say ah, they got no chance against Tampa, and yet they put on quite a performance and played really well, played hard, played great defense, and 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 beat Tampa, and then. I watched last night, I watched the Chicago Bears have a great performance uh, and beat New England in New England. And, and I don't, uh, I'm guessing that not many people picked it that way. So <laughs> Minnesota, um, I mean, Green Bay and, uh, you know, Green Bay yeah, and Washington. That's right, Green Bay and Washington. I mean, Absolutely. Just there's, like... there's a bunch of these games. And you've alluded to that, that, that this has been a little bit of a bizarre year and that, uh, just when you think you you can uh, make predictions and feel comfortable about it, um, the opposite happens. And from from your office's standpoint, it has always uh, been busy. There's no there's no downtime. Prior, I guess it would have been the Cincinnati game. You had seven 
roster moves on the Saturday. I only had four uh, against Arizona, but it is it has been a busy time because of the injuries and because of maybe where they are, which forces you to have to maybe move players on the 53, off to 53, and uh, your two practice squad elevations. But it's it's got to be a, a weekly challenge to, because of where your injuries have been kind of in, in positions as opposed to, you know, all over the board. Yeah, I, I would say this. Look, everyone has, every team has injuries, and some obviously have more than others, and I think we're in the more category. Uh, but I think that um, not many teams have had as, many injuries to starting players as we've had and yet players that uh, their injuries are going to last two or three weeks and that that stresses you know roster management it really stresses your roster management probably even more so than if you have someone someone that you know is going to be injured for an extended period of time and you can move them to injured reserve and and uh, feel comfortable doing that um when you have these shorter term injuries uh, particularly if you have a bunch at the same position, it man, it really stresses it stresses your roster management. And and you know, we, in the last game, you know, we were down at corner, and you know, in the first series, um, um, Ro, uh, Roby gets hurt, and man, we're we're playing with corner four and quarter five in in a game and um, against <laughs> some pretty good players, and so that's. That, that stresses your, uh, obviously stresses your defense. We'll have more with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Keep it here on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
here to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We're speaking with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, I can't get out because the injury situation. Only to just say that what Dennis said yesterday, Coach Allen, is that more people are getting healthy. We expect more people to be back, even those who maybe have missed some recently. You know, we'll, we'll know more tomorrow, but it, it does it at least feel like the progression is an upward movement of getting some guys back? Yeah, it, it does. Um, I, you know, I think we're we're, we're – on the way to getting some guys back, and I think the trick and, and the, the 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 real thing behind that is, as we get these guys back, hopefully we don't get anybody else hurt. Right. <laughs> because um, uh, you know you want to be at full strength, and and uh, particularly is you know when you're desperate to get a win. So opportunities arise because of, of some of this. Now Chris Olave was playing anyway and playing phenomenally. He's got 56 targets, 32 receptions, nearly 500 yards, uh, 15.5 yards a catch, and and 19 of his 32 catches have been for first down. And they haven't been third and three or third and four. They've been third and nine and third and 13. And that that's a – I asked Coach Allen this last night, but that's a pretty unique talent for a rookie to kind of have the spatial awareness, if you will – 10, 13 yards down the field to find that spot where the quarterback can throw it and, and pick up a crucial first down because that's what he's done. Yeah, look, I think that, uh, listen, there was a reason why we moved up to get him. Um, <laughs> and we had high expectations, have high expectations for Chris. And he's met a lot of those expectations. And yet I would also say he's not a finished product either. Um because I, I think there's there's lots of room for improvement still. I think he would say there's lots of room for improvement still. And look, one thing that's encouraging is that because Mike Thomas has been injured and because Jarvis Landry's been injured, um, he's getting a lot of attention that he ordinarily wouldn't be getting um, if Mike and Jarvis were you know available to us. So he, he's he's being productive and getting. Uh, a lion's share of the of the uh, attention from the other from the defense that we're playing. Didn't take long, I'm sure, and you knew this would happen to to find out who your leaders would be, at least publicly. You you already know who they are. Uh, we heard from Demario Davis yesterday, who's just an outstanding person, and he talked about Alvin Kamara really kind of being more vocal and talking about getting your you know, getting this team's swagger back which Dennis talked about yesterday as well I guess the the tough question is does does can swagger breed winning or do you need winning to breed swagger yeah it's a good it's a good question um and it's it's the answer is probably somewhere in the middle I mean you 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 um yeah you know you you have confidence with demonstrated ability right demonstrated success and so you know, we've had a history of demonstrated success, and yet that, those are different teams. This is a, this is a new team, um, and there's a number of guys that haven't been here. So we, we need to have that success in order to build the swagger. But, I, you know, Alvin and DeMario are right. You know, you have to have that confidence going in. You can't, 
you you know the worst thing you can do is go into a game hoping to win you need to go into games expecting to win and i think that's been been the standard here talking about demario davis i don't know that there's you know he took he took it basically from from the defensive standpoint is hey it's on us right i mean it is on us and, and almost himself personally i mean it is a very personal quest uh for your defense and for guys like demario davis yeah, well, you know, one thing that's really easy to do when when you're when you're losing games and not having success is to point fingers and to say, "Well, I did my job, but so and so or someone else didn't do theirs." You know, what 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 you what you're hoping for from my seat is that you have a team and 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 uh, an organization with the character to say, "Hey, this is on us. It's not on you or or me individually. It's on us collectively." And and I know that we do that. Um, we've done that for a long time, and that's that's a credit to you know the coaches and players that we've had here for the last 15, 16 years. Um, and so that that you know that's that's part of the optimism that we have is that man we 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 know what our locker room um, character is like. We know what you know the the uh, the leadership is like and and so we'll, we'll weather this and and we'll come up the other end next week will be the the trade deadline which i'm sure you're just going to reel off a bunch of players for me who you're going to get rid of and who you're going to pick up so I'm not even going to go there but i am curious about the process is it is it similar at all to the draft where you you're t- is it you know and, and do they all come general manager to general manager or does it does it start below i mean i'm really i'm not i'm just interested in, in the processes to how things do work uh for for the for the, for the uh, trade deadline yeah look there's, there's a lot of calls that, that get made across our league and a lot of um i would just say just chatter <laughs> and a lot of chatter and not much real action at the end of the day because look there are teams that are you know looking for bargain basement deals and and uh, you know we're not into that we're into into uh, you know maintaining our roster giving our guys a chance and an opportunity to be successful and I'm not not a big fan of the chatter um, occasionally there's something that comes across your desk that, that is really interesting. And then, you know, once you have one or two of those things, I would say probably 10 or 15% of that comes to fruition. So um, at the end of the day, there won't be a lot of deals. There'll just be a few. You are listening to the Saints Hour with Saints Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. We're back after a break on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. A couple more questions as we're talking with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Um, for whatever reason, I, I don't really know the young man. I just have kind of a soft spot for Kevin White. I, I mean, you know, 2015 seventh overall has not caught a touchdown. He's had 27 receptions. He's bounced around, had troubles and injuries. Good gosh. But I'm assuming somebody within your organization, you or somebody, somebody knows, somebody sees something in that young man because you brought him back in 21, you brought him back in 22. Uh, what is it? Is is it is it just untapped uh, ability that if he could just get some some confidence and something go his way? Well, I, you know, I think first of all, he's he's a great teammate. Um, he's that you know, despite the, his original draft status, he he's a guy that's just willing to do anything. He's willing to be a 
know, do anything on special teams to the best of his ability. Um, he, you know, he's willing to block. He's willing to do all the, the little things um, to contribute to a team. So, uh, you know, that that's his biggest big part of it is anything. And, look, he's a big, fast receiver. Uh, you know, when we saw his speed on, on a play uh, right. in the last game. So, um yeah, I mean, we like Kevin. Uh, we like him a lot. He brings an element that that it's hard to find. It's hard to find big, fast people um, at the position. And finally, our next guest on the show tonight is a longtime Saints member, a uh, longtime part of the organization. The only the only blemish I can find on his entire resume is that he did play one year in Tampa Bay. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, Fred McAfee is, uh, and he's. He's old school. I mean, we go back to, to when I was a, a younger sports anchor, and he's your player director of player engagement. I mean, I, I can't imagine a more perfect person for that role and kind of what he has meant, first off, as a player, uh, and, and, and then what, what he means to your organization. Yeah, look, I, I could sit here and, and talk for hours about Fred McAfee. Um, you know, I think this is my 39th, 40th year in the NFL, whatever it is. And I couldn't name too many people that that I've met that have been more impressive um, and meant more to to me personally and, and an organization than Fred McAfee has. I love Fred McAfee. He was a great player um, in terms of being uh, one of the best special teams players, you know, of all time. Um, he's a great teammate. Uh, he's a great human being, person. Um, he's he's unbelievably valuable to have in the building. Um, you know, when 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 Terry Fontenot uh, got the job in Atlanta, one of the first guys, guys he asked about was Fred McAfee, and I said, "No way, forget it. <laughs> There's no chance that I'm letting uh, Freddie out of here because um, he he's just so valuable, means so much to to you know the organization and. Uh, he does. He, he just. He's. You know. Now. Now that he's not a player, he's behind the scenes, but contributes so much. And and uh, man, I'm really excited and happy that he's going in the Saints Hall of Fame. It's uh, probably overdue. Uh, he should have been in there. You know, prior to this. And yet, uh, I'm really excited for him that uh, that he's getting that opportunity. Yeah, me as well. I, I, although I think it back, there's two things about him with the blemish, the, the Tampa Bay, and that he's just a couple of years younger than me, and he looks like he did when he showed up in 1991. He has not aged a day in 20-plus years. I mean, he just looks like he could play today if he had to. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. And it, it, you're right. It's really irritating. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very irritating. And look, he's, he's got a great personality. He's one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. And yet he's also got uh, a really great perspective on all things. Um, like I, I, I talk to him about a lot of different things, a lot of different subjects, way outside the scope of his responsibility. And he, he's a valuable uh, sounding board for me uh, um, and has a lot to do with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the decisions here um, that people might not expect. Well, we appreciate your time as always. I know it's a busy week and back-to-back home games, as you say, one at a time. Uh, thanks for your time and uh, good luck against the Raiders. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. 
Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back on the Saints Hour, we will speak with a former Saints player drafted back in 1991. Back with the organization now, it's Fast Freddie McAfee, the VP of Player Engagement. That's next here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with a special guest tonight, the Vice President of Player Engagement, Fred McAfee, was with this team starting as a player in 1991, 10 years with the Saints. Spent some time elsewhere in the NFL, which we'll talk about, but back home where he belongs. And I guess initially, um, I guess let the let the public know a little bit about what what that means as far as VP of Player Engagement and, and what that entails. Well, uh, similar to a coach that's on the field, I'm kind of like a coach off the field. Just kind of like, you know, help guys deal with uh, life situations as well as transitioning into the league from college to the NFL and transitioning out of the league from the NFL to the regular lives. So you try to you try to give players as many uh, skills as you can can give them. You know, everything from job shadowing to um, Going back to college, getting their degrees. Uh, uh, we have different uh, boot camps. You know, like a lot of guys that, that that are in media right now, they go through a lot of through some of our boot camps through the through the NFL Network and through some other networks. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of guys that have success, a lot of success, like Reggie Bush, uh, Jonathan Vilma. You know, I just we just have a lot of guys that are in media right now, so we do that. Um, we also um, I also help guys you know when they have like different problems. I don't like, want to say psychological problems, but we help them with, you know, like find a psychologist or a psych, psychiatrist. So uh, it's, it's a wide-ranging deal. So it, 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 I, I get to touch the players, you know, you know, in um, a way that, you know, they can help navigate, you know, their lives throughout the NFL when they're in the NFL. And that's beyond because initially people might go, oh, he's, you know, you're – you're helping them with their foundations, or you know, showing up on Tuesday at a, at a school. That that's that's really that, that's a different actual department within the organization, right? Well, well, we, well, like you said, like now that's community relations. You right. know, it's like, but I do help them with their foundations as well as connecting them through different parts of the building. Just like you said, if they need something through the community, I'll make sure that you know they get who they need to get with in community relations or um, uh, whatever entity throughout the building, you know, from 
PR to social media, you know, I'm like a liaison between the rest of the building and the players. Well, it sounds to me like you're the player's version of Jay Romick, which means you fix everything. Anybody needs anything, you go to to Jay or Freddie. Well, that's part of it, but I, I don't. I don't consider myself a fixer because I don't like that word. I like to say that, hey, I'm giving them skills they can do on their own. Like, they can make phone calls. They can look stuff up on the Internet. You know, I feel like my job is a little bit more deeper than just like, hey, you know, for just general things. I want to, I like to think that my job goes a little deeper, you know, uh, than that. So let's go back a little bit because at some point I do want to see your driver's license or birth certificate because you – Clearly, you're not close to my age in looks, but you clearly are mathematically. And I already told Mickey that it bothers me a little bit, but I'm going to get beyond it because we go back a long way. Born, <laughs> born in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, sixth round pick in 1991. So if my if my thinking is correct, you show up in 91 and the Saints win the division. for they win the, I think it was there in the West then. They win the division for the first time, right? Yeah, NFC West, like, like it's, it's hard for pe- people today to wrap their minds around that. You know, like, wow, we were in the West once upon a time, you know, uh, which was a difficult division at the time when I first came in the league. You know, you got Joe Montana and Jerry Rice out there in San Francisco, you know, every year. It was a tough division to play in. And it was also a bigger, it felt like a bigger deal. Now, Saints hadn't done it a lot, but it just felt like winning the division in 91 and just winning the division in general was maybe a bigger deal than than it is now. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It just felt like it, it was. I always feel like, uh, from a player standpoint, I feel like it's always a big deal. It's so tough to do, as as we found out. It's, it's, it's so tough to do. It, it is, uh, you know, the, 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 you know I, I know back in 1991, of course, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it may have seemed bigger because we hadn't really done it that many times. We had never done it. You know, so if you've never done something and it happens like once in most, a lot of those people's lifetimes, it was a bigger deal for them. And then it was, you know, I mean, I was, I was here, you were here. I mean, you must have thought great things were going to follow and, and some did good, but then there were some tough years, 93, 94, 95. And uh, with, with Jim Moore leaving in 96, Mike Ditka coming. I mean, you played 10 years. So uh, I guess really there's two things that there, there were some challenging times Two. The ability to, to to stay here and be a part of the organization when there are coaching changes and general manager changes, that's a testament to the kind of the person you are and the player you are because that's not an easy thing to do. They'll clean house of pretty much everybody, but uh, and you, you, you were that important to this organization. Well, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, like I got a chance to, like say, I was – here for three years, and then I left, and I, you know, I spent some time with the Arizona Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that was like a six-year kind of like hiatus that I took from the Saints and played on those teams. Uh, actually, it was five years in Pittsburgh and split a year between the Cardinals and um, the Bucks. And then I came back in 2000 to for seven more years. Um, like you know, it is tough. It is tough to to uh, go from administration to administration, coaching staff to coaching staff, you know, but the Saints have had a level of consistency that have, you know, that, you know, not many teams can brag about. And I feel like that meant um, a great deal to this area that they've been able to stabilize the organization with leadership like Mickey Loomis 
and uh, Dennis Lausch and Miss Benson, of course. So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, you have to go and impress upon everybody there that, hey, I'm the guy. You know, it, it's a tough thing to do. So, yeah. And if I'm, and I'm, if I have the dates wrong, you were, you came back and played uh, towards the end of the 06 team. Is that correct? Like November, December of that 06 team with Sean? Well, well, I was from 2000 to 2007, well, 2006. That's when I was here. Like I was uh, released in training camp, then they brought me back. Uh, right. So I finished out the rest of the year with the, with the team. So yeah, so I was there for the 06 team. So I have a definitely accredited season for that year. It was a great year, you know, Sean's first year. But uh, yes, I was here. I'm just saying that's if you if you if you kind of forget everything else and just bookend it, you show up in '91, you win the NFC West. And towards the end, almost almost at the end, you go to the NFC Championship game. Uh, I mean, that's those are for New Orleans. I mean, at the time, I mean, nothing can top the Super Bowl in 09, but that NFC Championship season, and you've been around and you know, you could see what that season meant to the city post Katrina. Uh, post Katrina was, uh, it was definitely a a time that, you know, the team, you know, united the city, uh, you know, you know, shoot, the reopening of the Superdome, you know, Steve Lee's getting the big block, you know, and then going on to the championship game. Uh, that was huge. We had, you know, a highly successful draft that year. You know, man, it was like one of the most successful drafts in the history of the NFL. You know, if you look back at it with Reggie Bush, Roman Harper, Zach Streif, uh, Rob Nikovich, um, Marcus Colston. Who else? Uh, Colston, Streif. Colson. I'm a look, yeah, yeah, it was a crazy draft. And uh, those guys contributed in a huge way. They all had amazing careers. And uh, But like I said, it was a big year for the, for the team and for the city. Except for one guy that they cut. They cut one wide receiver named Mike Haas. Now, what is that all about? That ain't right. <laughs> you know, the one guy from the 06 <laughs> class that didn't make it. Hey, you know what? We had, <laughs> hey, I get we had an offer talent. I That's don't know right. what Mike Hopkins. I, I don't know. I don't know what he did with you, but still, but still, he. I don't know if his. If, I don't know. It, it just didn't fit. So I know. It, it worked out for us. I don't know if he played anymore after that. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. So it was probably probably a good call. A good call. Uh, we're in fact the Saints <laughs> go to the next road game. Uh, is in Pittsburgh, November thirteenth, and you spent some time there. Really, for, I mean, five years. Uh, what's 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 the atmosphere like there? Because we know how how strong the atmosphere is here. I've never been to the stadium, which used to be Heinz, and I know it's not now. But what's what's that experience going to be like? Hey, listen. You know what's crazy is, <laughs> you know, I spent fifteen years on two teams. You know that. Both call them. They both say that they're black and gold. Like like people from Pittsburgh get offended if you say it's black and yellow. Uh, <laughs> Although it is a weird looking gold. It, you know, yeah, they they get offended if you call it black and yellow, but they call it black and gold. So uh, it's a similar you know passion with their fan base as well. You know they have a significant amount of you know uh, Super Bowls to, to their credit. You know there's a deep history there. You know um, I feel like. Like, I'm just saying, you got to know a little bit about football history to know that the Steelers were once, you know, not a successful franchise, but they just kept with it. But I feel like one of the things that they want to hallmark of their success 
is staying consistent in their leadership. So, and, uh, and I think they've done an amazing job at that as well. But like I said, going to Pittsburgh, it's a similar, you know, kind of fan base when it comes to like just loving their team. So that's, that's what we can expect. We are back with the VP of Player Engagement from Philadelphia, Mississippi, Fred McAfee. After this break, you're listening to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We are speaking with Player Engagement VP, Fred McAfee, former player now with the organization. You have many roles and and do so many uh, phenomenal things as the Player Engagement uh, VP. And I'm not belittling this, but it is something that you and I have talked about. And I think it's interesting because... When people go to the practices or training camp or whatever, when their music, that, that's that's music that's coming from, from, from your phone. H- how did that kind of evolve the, where you became the music? Well, well what, I, what I'll tell you is the music is probably about one one hundredth of what I do. Oh, I know. Well, I a know. lot of people remember. Yeah, right. So, but what I can say is like the music, uh, you know, like if you go on any NFL franchise, uh, they're not playing music, then something, something is wrong. So, but how it happened was it started. It was other people that were doing the music at first. I never, I had, didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, but at some point, the old uh, proud noise machine failed, and uh, they they started looking for uh, different, you know, speaker systems, and they so they they looked at they looked at. They, they, they gave me, I'm not going to say who else it was, but they asked several people in the organization to uh, come up with speaker ideas, right? So, and uh, one, one, one guy's idea, he brought in this, this company, and I think they were going to charge the Saints maybe like $120,000, $120, right? They were like, ah, that might not be it. <laughs> so, that might not be it. And then they got somebody else to do it. Well, this guy thought he was doing really good. So he said, like, hey, you know, this guy's only going to charge us $75,000, right? It's hot. That's not it. So I got this guy to come in and, you know, build the, the, the speaker, the sound machine, and, uh, like I said, serve as a crowd noise machine as well. So when we go into, like, hostile stadiums, we'll pump up the crowd noise. So he did it for about, mm, mm, I think it was like $12,000. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> so from one twenty to seventy-five to twelve thousand. So that's how that, and then so once that happened, I felt like that was my baby. So so yeah. So I kind of took over the music duty from there on. Now you, how many, how many playlists would you say are, are on your phone? I'm gonna say a hundred. Wow. And who? And do I'm you? Have, I have like nine thousand songs on my phone and you decide post game or whatever it is like kind of what what playlist is it's well, going to well, be i can start with the players you know i can start with the players and like they'll they'll tell me what's hot at the moment of course i don't know what's hot you know <laughs> you know so but <laughs> they'll they'll give me like different songs uh i'll go to and listen, and to, to, to find a clean version of these songs. I was going to say, it's got to be a clean version. Right, so you, you got to find a clean version. So I go to a, a couple different like music websites that that for pay. So uh, you have to pay for these songs. So 
and uh, none of them are free. Every once in a while, I can get some off of YouTube or something like that. But for the most part, uh, I go to iTunes or these other music services that I use. Uh, you know, DJ uh, Music Pool is one of them. Record Pool is one of them. You know, I go to several different ones. But just to find the song, if a guy really wants a song, I'll make sure I find it. We are speaking with Player Engagement, VP of Player Engagement, Fred McAfee, former player now with the organization. Just a couple of more questions, but I want to, in fact, while we're wrapping up the music thing, I, I, I may have told you this, but after last year, like the preseason game, which would have been, I guess, Jacksonville, there was a the big, you know, the, the music was blaring and the lights were flashing in the locker room. I mean, it was it was powerful. And I remember there were some videos. Somebody had shot Sean. Sean Payton was dancing around. And so I had him on the show, and I said, well, this will be fun. I'll talk to Sean about, you know, him kind of, you know, joking around and dancing. And so I asked him about the music and the, and the dancing, he, and he totally, I didn't say disregarded my question, but he went, you know what? The players came to me a while back, and they said they wanted the, some music for, for post-game. And he goes, you know what? If we're going to do it, we're going to do it with the best. We're going to have the best lights, the best music, the best everything. Yep. And I was like, yep. I was like, dude, that wasn't the question. <laughs> but I was like, that to me and that one little kind of, you know, back and forth told you a lot about the way he wanted nothing. If you, you wanted it, if the players wanted it, you, you just get a, a boom box in there. You got the best. That's right. So he was, listen, one thing I'll tell you about Sean, he, was a, he had a, an eye for detail about, Everything. Everything. And, uh, yeah. One of the things. Everything. I'm just telling you, like, to, if you were doing your job 100%, you weren't doing hard enough, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but yeah, he was a stickler for certain things. So, like, instead of just having a regular boombox, he wanted he wanted to go all out. So he wanted to get this, or he wanted to he wanted to do it with the lights. He wanted to do it with the smoke. So. You know, and, and from his standpoint, the players deserve that. So if you get a victory, which is, like I said, it's hard to do in this league, you know, hey, if we're going to celebrate, let's celebrate right. So, and he wants to hear the music pumping during the, you know, during his right. uh, post-game interview. So, yeah. Because it means, it. it means it's a W, baby. That's, that, that's, that's a big one. So you're right. So the yeah. announcement came out in June, but it's still coming up, and that is the – 2022 class for the Saints Hall of Fame. And, I mean, it's just, it's as Mickey had said earlier, he was on before, and he said it should have happened sooner. But either way, it's a, a testament to your time here, uh, a testament to your value of the organization. And the cool part is it's it's forever. You know, decades and generations to come, we'll see Fred McAfee in the Saints Hall of Fame. Hey, that's a, hey, I feel totally honored and humbled by all of this, you know, um, you know, uh, just like I said, I came from a small town, Philadelphia, Mississippi. I went to a small college and then, uh, you just never know how life is going to work, you know? Um, uh, but like I said, it was just totally, you know, humbling experience. You know, um, I came to the saints and I just wanted to be the best version of myself. And, uh, I felt like this was the place that I did it, and, I, and for them giving me this honor, you know, I'm just, man, there's, there's no words to express how happy I'm to hear about all this stuff. So, Well, the, the organization speaks highly of you, although I would be careful because Mickey said as soon as Terry Fontenot got the job in Atlanta, he, he wanted to hire you, and Mickey said, no, 
Forget it. Don't even bother. Don't waste your time. So it may be hurting your upward momentum here in the league, but it also means they love you. Well, listen, listen, listen. And we've, I felt like nurtured a lot of great guys, you know, to, to move on from the Saints and go up. And I'm happy for Terry, uh, just like I was for Ryan Pace when he left, you know. Uh, and both of those guys tried to take me to be out of the both of them. <laughs> They both did, and uh, but you know that lets me know I'm doing a good job. I'm doing something right, you know. I'm, I'm doing something right, you know. Like you got guys who still value what I do. Um, like I said, like you deal with a hundred different personalities every day. Every every guy needs a little bit something, a different version of Fred McAfee every time I speak to him. You well, know, like you know, like you just because Michael Thomas needs this. This Mark Ingram might need this, or Taylor Hill might need that, or Andy Dalton, or, or James might need something totally different than I handled the same situation for somebody else. So, you know, yeah, you got and, and, and it takes a lot of energy too. <laughs> well, keep it up, my friend. Uh, keep keep pushing, and make sure that we get some music. Hopefully, this weekend after that Vegas game and uh, but I appreciate your time you and I go back a long ways and you're just a, a great person and a good friend and continued success for you thank you so much Mike and I also want to just say hey Mike I appreciate the job that you do as well like I said you were one of my I was one of the first people that ever, ever interviewed me when I first came to New Orleans you know, <laughs> you know you, you were the uh, you were the sports anchor for I don't know, WWL back yep. in the day, I think. Fourth maybe. down on four. And, uh, yep, fourth down on four, all of that. And uh, I totally remember you from the very beginning. You were there, and uh, you're still here, and I appreciate what you do as well. All right, Fred, good luck this weekend. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you so much. My thanks to Fred McAfee, as well as Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. It's the Saints and the Raiders Caesar Superdome Sunday at noon. Thanks for listening to the Saints Hour here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.